0: Little Caesars changed the game, bro. They did. They did. They Little
1: did. Caesars. <laughs> That's the
0: most of show. Hey, Chewy Blood, they want you on the
1: uh, the podcast, bro. Look, he Mexican, bro. You gotta put him on. Am I interrupting your depression? I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: This week's episode of the Voice Party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by some of the most experienced and skilled in the bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play.
0: Welcome back to the Voice Party Podcast. Uh, podcast. 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 Uh this week I am and I am your host, Corey Snail. I don't, I, don't what? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> podcast i heard that too uh it's snail uh next to me I got uh black Joaquin or Joaquin as he likes to be known what's up Joaquin mm-hmm.
2: Hey, mm-hmm. hey 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 mm-hmm. uh
0: next to him I got forgot my name I did Marcos Marcos yeah uh Mark and tacos mixed together Mark Marcos. and tacos mixed together yeah I'm definitely gonna remember that shit um uh, we got the guy who brought us all together, uh, JD Alanya. Oh, shit. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah. 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 And then we got Phil's on the ones and twos coming in with some racist ass shit or some whatever off-wall <laughs> comedy he's going to make throughout this fucking shit. What's up, Phil?
4: How's it going? And How's
0: then going? next to good him. Good to see you. Good oh, yeah, to see you. He's good to see you too, man. And then on this we weird. We got a plus your one. eyes are
4: open. When you close your eyes, you disappear.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why I keep my mouth open so you can see my teeth. Okay. All right. Uh, next one, we got uh, this Jesus-looking guy. He's coming all the way. One from of the death two. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, who's the other one? introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, no, okay, my bad. Oh, no, no, okay. Right, long hair, but uh, I, I actually appreciate G- Gaspar Purnell, and then the guy who came here to interview, uh, I've known this guy for a long time. Sweet, uh, very funny guy. Uh, give it up for everybody for Mean Dave. What is yeah. up, Mean Dave?
3: Yo. You guys have finally made Legend. After numerous cancellations. yeah, <laughs> Accidentally and all that. And I love how you how you turn on your, your uh, Mac voice for the <laughs> podcast. Hey, like hey, welcome back. Exactly. We're going yeah. to the voice welcome party. Man. It was yeah. either that or a very very high-pitched
0: voice that I do sometimes, yeah. and I didn't, yeah. And then uh, there's that Bernie Mac shit he's been doing lately. What's that? You yelling? I don't even know that. That's more like in the moment shit. No, nah, oh, yeah. I don't yell. No, nah, You can't. He
1: can't pull it. It comes through him.
0: It early comes through me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, this is your second time on the podcast, but first well, time. First time was, was on
0: the
3: phone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we did other, man,
1: that. Was a wild time, man. Yeah. yeah. One on the, the pandemic. Phone. Yeah. yeah okay. We were pandemic. doing the, the, the Zoom. Not even Zoom. Okay. we were just literally a phone on the phone.
3: phone. Yeah. it was on the phone. Old school. Yeah.
1: Like, like talk radio shit. Like radio. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. We talked for a while too. That was good. We did like two and a half hours. It was lonely
3: during the pandemic, man. Those lonely
1: times. Yeah. Were you? doing any kind of shows
3: other than like Yeah, Zoom. The Zoom and outdoor shows. We ran uh, because we did Zoom. I had I had a Zoom podcast that we did like, weekly. There was yeah. another terrible podcast by comics. That was that was, that, that was that. yeah, that was amazing. That, yeah. that was with um, with Erie Diamonds, yeah. and we did that every week for like practically a year. Th- and it, thanks it, it, for it, the invite, by the way. Sorry, uh-huh. sorry. I know. JD, <laughs> here's the thing, man. He said good comics only. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, that oh. does I do. Uh, JD, here's the thing. You always would do comedy, and then you'd stop. Yep. And I think I've hit you up before, and you're like, I'm not doing comedy right now I'm like okay well champ let me know when you return <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so you ne- you never let me know that you were returning so yeah, cuz I'm no, one of those guys you hit me up to do something you're you're one of my fucking boys so I happy to have you, you on anything yeah. I do one of my so.
1: favorite pictures in the pandemic was a picture of you performing in front of a burning village. Yeah, that was. Exactly. It wasn't a burning village.
3: It was a mountain. Uh, that was. Uh, that was Sonora. Uh, that and they was, made it into a meme. Jimmy. Yeah. I say. Yeah. This is fine. This one, is one of those. Fine. This is fine. <laughs> meme. The classic. Where the. Yeah. And, and it, I, what happened was I, that photo was around for over a year, uh, but I never saw the burning hills in the original, because mm-hmm. uh, I just saw the photo of me in the parking lot. Yeah. That was that was the game room in Sonora. Jimmy Dave Moniz, uh his show that. He he runs runs, okay. like he runs the most random shows all, all over the, the time, place yeah. from Winter's Tavern in Pacifica to Waterbury or whatever, Waterford or whatever that yeah. shithole bar yeah. was that we did a show at. And then he has this game room show in Sonora that like moved he from does the Vikings too, right? The Vikings huh? to the Vikings. Yeah, he does the Vikings clubhouse. Um, yeah. Again, the most random shows right, the shit, in yeah. the oddest places. And, uh, but we did. Okay. So during the heart of the pandemic, when mm. they were starting to do outdoor shows, we had one booked at the, at the game room. And Sonora's on your way out to, like, uh, Yosemite or whatever. It's one of those towns you never stop in even to get gas because there's no gas stations Mm -hmm. or something. Hot as fuck. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that hot, but... But there was a massive fire burning through all of that area, shit. and we didn't know if the show was going to get shut down or not. And we talked to Jimmy, and he was like, yeah, oh, no, the show's still happening. We're not shut down completely. And we're like, okay, well, we'll get out there. And we go out there, and we performed for five people in the parking lot, <laughs> and there's smoke everywhere. Survivors. Yeah. Survivors. And, and the fire is visible up, uh, up in the mountains behind the area. And we're like, holy shit, we're surprised. that, But it's such a small area. That They were not – they knew that it was like – they weren't even evacuated, so Mm -hmm. they were fine. And so we – I just didn't know the picture included those, those the fire. So when I saw the photo a year later and the fire was in it in the original, I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta make this into one of those. This is fine memes. <laughs> so I'm trying to
1: find the picture as we <laughs> yeah, please, please, please like, do. for real, please dude. Please do. It's like the perfect, uh, especially at the time when like you know every time you looked at the news, some shit was happening. Like yeah. the COVID cases are up. Then we were World War Three, and that's Yo, what bro, I saw. Yeah, that pandemic, for yeah. picture. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Did you didn't you do that uh, parking lot show where it
3: was, we, we ran one. We did one in uh, Newark for the summer of 2020, uh, and that's all. That was the baby of uh, Vice Mayor uh, at the time. I think he was City Councilman uh, Mike Bucci. He's the Newark oh, yeah. Mayor. I don't know if you've ever met him. You might have. You never met him. Um, he's a good friend of mine. He's a he does stand up comedy. I will call him a stand up comic. Uh, he first started. Do, he did one of uh, these punchline shows called I, "I Think I'd Be Good at That," where they train a non comic to do stand-up for the oh, first time. I remember that. Oh, I remember yeah. that. yeah, I remember that, yeah and, yeah. and out of all of the people that have done it, he was the only one that kept doing it afterwards. Okay. And, um, and he's my friend. I was the one who submitted him for it because I, I did... I was one of the training comics like, yeah. on two or three other shows and all my comics did well uh, and my jokes did well with their sets. And so I suggested him because he he talks to people all the time. He's good at public speaking and he is a funny dude Like just to know him. And... Um, and he's from my hometown. So he I suggested him and then when we started training him what was funny is he was telling stories of what he was thinking he wanted to put into his act and all of the comics were like horrified cuz they were all stories that ended in violence. Oh shit. And, and yeah. And this is this guy's representing my town and he's a city city government official. And, but he's just like He's a bro He's just a, a bro. Uh, He's a regular White dude bro Was a skater at one point And whatever But he got in his I met him through doing for, Through running my shows I didn't even know him Growing up And he was Only a grade or two Younger than me
1: Look at the reputation For Newark It's w- you
3: Yeah And this is Cruz <laughs> 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 Yeah this show knows AC's Cruz yeah. Don't don't fuck that yeah. up Man. Yeah That's good Man. It's Newark's a good No Christopher Titus Lived there for a minute um, We're home to Len Wiseman Who is a film director Of the oh. Of really? the Underworld series, and oh, yeah, shit. he he, mar- he was married to Kate Beckinsale. Oh, so a dude yeah. from Newark was banging Kate Beckinsale. Oh, that's that's it. our that, that that's is, the pride yeah. of the town right there. But, 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 but so uh, was
1: Pete Davidson. So fuck out of here. No, after he got that pussy. Way seconds, got, yeah,
3: and went yeah. into prime too. Yeah, yeah that exactly. was yeah, we're talking about. That's that's Milf Milf Cougar still back still sales. yeah, yeah, She's hot shit. She supposedly grabbed Sing's junk. I did hear about that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's one of the things he would, in the height of Me Too, if you ever, I mean, I'm telling tales out of school, but no one, Kabir ain't going to listen to this. Uh, No, he he was talking about how after a show she was drunk and grabbed his junk and and how, like, you know, the double standard of whatever, you know, all that shit, so... I wish I would have got like, a picture. Yeah. Well, my, <laughs> like, if I did it, yeah. If he was, if, he, was he was cool with it.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> Who would complain about that?
0: Exactly. some people, some some random twat would. W- you know, w- I wouldn't complain. You wouldn't complain? No. 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 I would ask her to do it again and take a picture, like just to see. That's yeah. when you get in trouble. That's, <laughs> that's when you get in
4: trouble. <laughs> Good Good
0: I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah. You already did
4: it Arrest him. You, t- you take you take the you take the take the bait. Yeah, you take the win. Take the bait. Yeah. Take the W. You don't want evidence.
3: I actually, I just did a show where this one woman, she was sitting out, uh, it was, it was a show at the Castro Valley marketplace. It was that okay. Plethos uh, oh, yeah. comedy thing run by, um, Priya Guyadine mm-hmm. She's a newer comic. Yeah. And there was this lady that was sitting in the hallway outside the show the entire time with, and, and I was like, why is, is she getting a free show? Did she, is she watching the show and not paying to be here? Like, mm-hmm. fuck that. So during, I was closing it out. And so I was like, excuse me, ma'am, why are you sitting in the hallway, like looking like you're, you know, just like taking record of all this to report to the, you know, authorities. And it turned out she was the birthday girl of everybody that was there, oh. like this party. And she, for whatever reason, was sitting in the hallway and no one addressed it. And so then I, I pointed, you know, I was pointing it out. So then she came into the room and she turns out to be like an, uh, an older, attractive, uh, Eastern European woman mm-hmm. who then was like intrigued because I'm the one inviting her. She said I was handsome, which I'm like, all right, now I know you're blind. <laughs> and she she ends up she ends up like I, I asked about this present that was in the front row, like like okay, unwrap the present, and then she was like inferring she was flirting with me, and then she basically was inferring to then unzip her dress as if she was the present to be unwrapped mm. and I was like. Huh? And and you know And you got witnesses, whatever, and they're filming me. Witnesses. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I, I was sitting, I'm like, all right, I'll play along. And so I unzipped her dress, and I'm like, all right, that's as far as it goes. All right, mm-hmm. keep your clothes on. Because oh, all this could be used for evidence. And and uh, and she did, and they were all laughing, and her husband was there too. I did out oh. her husband was there, so oh, it was Jesus all. Jesus. Yeah, it was a real weird. It, they were loving it. They didn't care. It was just a wild. They're gonna moment. sacrifice you, dog. It's on the PLETHOS comedy uh, Instagram. You can see. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah, and I, I've never been more terrified in my life than just this woman who's like, unzip my dress. I'm like, oh, all right. Okay. Like, I hope I don't want to. I'm like, you look good in the dress. I, you know, she's older, man. I don't want to see it get as worse. As soon as
1: it comes off, grab him. Like, oh. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you never know. It's a setup. What, what, what's the. Okay. Yeah. You. you
1: I think you're the perfect person to ask this. What's yeah. the craziest shit that's happened at a comedy show for you?
3: For me? Uh, what was the craziest shit? You know, what's weird is I, every time I forget about all of it. <laughs> I really do. I don't. I don't. Crazier th- than the fucking fire. There's been well, craziest thing that happened. Like one thing that sticks out in my memory because I was pissed <clears> was <throat> that, I don't know if anybody was around when Chris Shapikaze was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know Chris. Yeah, okay. Know, yeah. Chris Chappakazi was a very popular open micer. Yep, that, that, yeah. That's very true. He would get booked on shows only from his friends, mm-hmm. and every time either he would get the show shut down or, whatever. Um, 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 he was an instigator. He he was he could be very funny too, but he was also a, a mate like he. He he liked to push buttons and piss you off and more so than even get a laugh, it seemed like. And but he's the only dude that I could I could I've seen kill at like brainwash and then also like bomb his ass off at the same place. Yeah. Um, I've seen him get a beer thrown at him and have the lady laugh at him. Oh, that guy. Yeah, okay, it, okay, okay. so on one particular night he there's this Irish dude and his girlfriend in the front and he started talking shit to them. I forget exactly what he said. it's been so long, but he but then the Irish dude just got fed up, and he threw a chair at him um and the thing that pissed me off is I was like we're we're early in the open mic lineup. I'm like, great, man, you had to end the open mic now, like we're waiting for you know I was just more pissed that I didn't get to go up um yeah, but it wasn't like it was a good room or anything, but it was just yeah. it was it was the old rocket room, but as far as like anything crazy, there has been, I just don't remember um. Uh, huh.
1: Remember, remember when you had everyone throw their empty beer cans at you at the burnt ramen?
3: Yeah, but that was uh, that's that was from the, standard punk rock days. Yeah. yeah, I did that because that's like make me feel at home, everybody. This is <laughs> I used to play drums and they would throw throw beers, full beers, like during early, our sets. That was the first ever burnt ramen show. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he he wanted that it. wasn't the first ever because you you ran other ones comedy though oh yeah no, yeah, no you're you right. ran other ones with, oh, H- yeah, with right. Johan because I used to see them and I'd be like who the fuck are these people that's running true. comedy shows at uh, Sprint Ramen how am I not in on that that one? was the second one yeah that was the no it was one. more like the third it felt like like you might have it was later though yeah 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 because yeah, I saw there were like two that you were because I remember Chris Riggins and butchesco Bar were on that's true that's on true, ones yeah. before that, that
1: was the first one okay yeah
3: cause I, they were like we're in this cool punk place and I'm like you guys posers exactly that's <laughs> like I have
1: to have mean day money. yeah I yeah
3: no yeah no and it was great you, I did you, I hosted it and headlined it You did a lot of sh- like a lot of shows there when you I played back? in bands I was in a number of bands uh throughout the years the ones that played there were uh Woozor which is one of my favorite bands I was in uh, you can find our music our whole discography available is for that free That with Eric Newton? No that was uh it was it was Eric was kind of related to the guys in that band cuz he jammed in a band with one of those guys beforehand called God awful and it was a fun <laughs> I loved them, too. They only played, like, one show. You remember um, that, right? Eric Newton, yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's an old friend of mine. I've seen him since he was a teenager. Wow! And um, but then we started this band Woozoar, with these two redheaded dudes uh, that they, they just had this idea for a band that I, and they were like five years younger than me. And I thought they were I did I didn't have a band at the time, and so they were like, "Come jam with us, Dave!" And I'm like, "All right, we'll see." And like you know, I'm feeling like a like was a real creep, huh? Thrash. It was it's thrash. There's thrash. There's death metal. There's there's sludge. It's like a, a, a hybrid of all of our. Int- So it's really, it's got an original metal kind of quality. And, um, but the funny thing was, they were five years younger than me. So I'm in my early 20s hanging out with like 18 year olds. Mm and buying them alcohol when we're jamming and shit, you know, real scumbag shit. <laughs> and and we, ha- we played this sound that, like, was more would be more popular in a 21 and over place, but we, we could only play all ages places, so, and Burt Ramen was one of them, where underage people would drink and do drugs. And, um, no. At the time. Not now. <laughs> um, and so, it, but, but they were they were a cool band, and you could find our discography on Mortville Noise on their band camp. We, my buddy Andy out in uh, Iowa was was uh, was gracious enough to put our whole da- our our whole discography, which is all our records and some unreleased tracks, and they're all good. I listened to them. Like I only played in bands that I like to listen to. And what, what um, years was this because that band was from ninety eight to two thousand and one, I think, or two thousand. So this Was
1: when like the Bert Raman was. Bert
3: Ramen was, was like in its heyday, like in the from the mid nineties into the early two thousand. Because then they got shut down not long after the Great White Fire because then after the Great White Fire then cities were putting put like clamping down on any any venue that was not legit.
1: And those venues are so fucking important, man.
3: They were. I mean, we had a great time at all of the ones that I had had performed. I played like Hazmat was in Oakland to perform there. Um, there was this one called Victory Warehouse that we played at. There were all kinds you, of lofts. you consider the store club like that? No, store club was a venue. It was a record. That, was, it, that was a bar it, with it a stage. Lo- it looked mm. like, you know, it's it, I mean it looked like a shithole But it's I mean but it had It's, its also John Waters The director He's one of the co-owners now oh, Of the, of, the a, of it. Yeah I think he's kind of like A quiet investor yeah, But yeah, he's yeah. He's part of it And they're gonna revamp that
1: I just found out This the day of my birthday that The show you came there That uh, Municipal Waste Did a show at the Burt Ramen Did you did Yeah
3: you... I played with them oh, you played I, with I played them? that show Or one of the shows with uh, them They played there a few times I, I played with Municipal Waste They were already like On their way to where they're at now And they're still the same dudes Like I, I don't know them like they wouldn't remember me but they would remember my band funeral shock because they were friends with jeff the bass player and um funeral shock was the band that i was in that had the most notoriety we played yeah. at uh, gilman and burnt ramen and all the all the main punk places but um uh municipal waste their first album was on six weeks records which is my my buddy jeff uh, his label and and so that that was waste them all and then they got on their other labels and shit, and and so we played Burt Ramen with them. That was a crazy show. We played it. Uh, we played this uh, show, this festival in El Monte in like 2005 with them, and yeah, they're cool dudes. You know, I used to crack me up about those
1: Burt Ramen days. The, what? Sh- the show, the flyer would say 8 p.m. The, sh- the band didn't go on until like oh
3: yeah, I just one a.m. <laughs> I just experienced that. Well, that was those are the old days, but like people would want to catch Bart now. Um, you know, I just went to a show at a place called the Church of the Buzzard, which is like kind of like one of these places um, in Oakland. And uh, I saw a great band that I'm into now, uh, Aquaria. They're out of Nevada City. And they got some members that are from the Bay Area. And, um, and I saw them and this other band, uh, Amarok, which are really good that are uh, I forget where they're from. But they played a really cool show there. And, um, yeah, they said 6 p.m show didn't start till eight so yeah Yeah, it's you know don't believe the time
1: yeah do you ever think about doing music again
3: i I don't not at the level i did i got invited to actually to see about playing drums in a a band i really like called swamp witch Uh, i thought
1: you you did guitar and vocals
3: i played guitar and vocals in bands. that's that's what i played in my last band with eric newton bad touch but um have an idea what's this sean Boyle's drums eric on bass Mm. guitar and vocals you eric who Newton, he doesn't play bass. Oh, he doesn't? No. no he doesn't. <laughs> Eric would be the drummer. Luigi, Luigi Eric, plays a uh, bass. I don't. Here's the thing: comedians are the worst people to play in bands with. Man, I, there's a reason why I don't have a band with any comedians. Are you kidding me? It's bad enough doing a show with them. Man. Like, fucking, I want not want to get down with them. Um, no, and they're cool. Like Sean, I actually thought about uh, like maybe hitting up to jam or something, but you know, he's you know he's busy with his own shit. Plus, yeah, I'm, got I don't four bands and shit. I don't, yeah. yeah, and I don't have any. My equipment's all in the storage spot. I can't get into Because my buddy's You know Got it buried In some hoarding shit And, and he likes to have Sex parties there So my, my amps have all Been fucked on by now Goddamn. Um, yeah exactly Who knows if they sound It's a little good. more Rock and roll <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. There's,
1: there's, there's That's called seasoning baby there's, Yeah there's fluids
3: There's fluids on them Yeah um, I'm
1: sure Marco's got Fluids all over his shit Right
4: <laughs> <laughs> We don't have to talk about that so. <laughs> yeah, style, yeah, I mean, That's what it is
3: So But no I, uh, I, I played I actually had jam In a band not it's not it's not a regular band, it's a project uh, my friend Frank Ripple he played bass in all these bands that are somewhat known in the underground from uh, plutocracy agents of Satan Calmix uh, and the Riff merchants and Christian he's, a, band. he's a, huh? yeah he's a very he's a very like Jeez. he is an amazing bass player and he lives in Gilroy he's got a family now he works all the time so he does this project called bass gaper uh, and the name alone is like an evolution he got into the word gape. For some reason If you don't know what gape is It's If you look it up Most likely you'll see porn Related to it uh, A gape basically Is like a, a wide opening If you look up There's like gape porn Or It's where It's anal Where they're trying to make The, the anus You know a, Yeah Like stretched Or whatever That's a gaping hole Alright It's like a gaping He's about to pull it up Yeah exactly So that's what gape is So he just got into The word gape And then he start. He had this twitter account Before it got like Kind of banned or whatever he just liked to make problematic tweets, and <laughs> and one of the one of the tweets he made was called was Gape Tard, and uh, he made a band called Gape Tard, and that was with another person, and so that person couldn't keep that going, and so he ended up making Bass Gaper, which is his band. He goes by Gape Freely, which is like Ace Freely from Kiss. He goes by Gape Freely, and and so and it just cracks
4: me up. Just the no the, the word Gape, it's so stupid. Yeah, 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 I'm Sure, I could find it. Yeah, there's no uh, porn. Didn't come up immediately not really okay no, uh, well then maybe definition. Thing. the definition be yeah, or become a wide a parent, open a you wide got, open yeah you got yeah. parental
1: controls on your phone
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> no yeah <laughs> there's porn on my phone 24 7 yeah so <laughs> gape Stop. gape is well
3: gape is definitely a uh, yeah it's a it's a it's definitely a, a, an adjective used in, in a lot of porn i have
1: seen not to, not yeah. to go off topic yeah. i've yeah. seen your your um your back hit bit oh shit you found <laughs> you found, you found
3: you, there it is Is it a it wide is? open anus Yeah there you go a Yeah it's a gaping anus. anus Right there It's a drawing though <laughs> It's yeah. not a real one
1: <laughs> That yeah. is definitely the that gape, is gape.
3: Basically gape Is related to blossoms And if you don't know What blossoms are God bless you Alright go okay. Don't look that shit up okay. It's L- terrifying Look
1: at blossoms now Yeah
3: there you go now We oh, no.
1: can't just stop it I only
3: learned that From John Waters movie uh, oh, uh, Dirty yeah. shame Learned what blossoms were Okay Yeah Oh no see that's just Flowers and shit okay. No it's not just flowers A blossom A blossom In porn A also a pop band Look up. Up <laughs> Look up blossom, blossom porn. Look up blossom porn, and you will be horrified, sir. Oh, I'm not sure I want to see. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna
4: make me bounce like, Yeah,
3: you? yeah. Well, I, it,
4: could, it could. It could. Yeah. yeah if it doesn't, you know.
1: Well, he looks for that. Yeah. Your bat kid. Um, yeah. The bat kid
3: bit. Yeah.
1: I've seen that shit. Like, I, I, would you say it went viral? Because I've seen a lot of.
3: Not huh? really. I mean, hasn't gone. I have None of my things have gone too viral. I mean, it's the most seen thing, like on like YouTube, like, my yeah, because my, on my like, channel I got it
1: on recommend- recommendations. Yeah. And I see it has a lot of views. Yeah. Yeah. And it just. Like, randomly, one day showed up and mm-hmm. my, and my yeah. um... And then, when I first hit a bridge to do a show, mm-hmm. um... The guy had already seen, the guy who was in charge at the time had already seen that video. Oh really? No shit. Yeah. Wow. And I just didn't know. I didn't know the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell he. So that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, the, the,
3: it, there's the, people have seen. Yeah, the, 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 I get it's out of, uh, It's funny because it's like I'm. Cause you're kn- a well-known guy. Man. I'm known in the Bay Area, Bay Area, and sometimes people might know of me from something here and there. I'm not like too well-known. I haven't done anything that's that viral. Yet. Uh and I don't you know, it's like I yeah, you want things to be viral, but I also am not like seeking it out the way a lot of people are.
1: You did mention that in our last podcast that you're okay with just being a good local
3: comic. I love being a good local comic. I'm not I mean, not just okay with it, it's like (laughs) it pays my bills. Anything pays my bill. Yeah, of course I'd want things with more more money comes more problems, as the great biggie said. Um I'm in a nice state where it's like I make enough to live, I'm under the poverty line, so I collect E B T. I'm like I'm good <laughs> and I got I got pre-insurance <laughs> I,
4: I, I'm like if, I,
3: I don't mind coasting man I didn't I didn't get into comedy for all this fucking being on the computer all the time and worried about shit going viral I was talking to there's a really good comic Kyrie Shabazz he's, oh, yeah. he's a very a very good comic he's been on TV he's, he's got crazy. shit that like he wants to go viral yeah. with like bits and stuff young guy he, too right fairly young he's in his 30s I'm sure Um, uh, it's mainly his you know he's a big guy he's a yeah. big black dude so he, he's like thinking based on his health he ain't gonna live long um no he jokes but yeah exactly he's a big yeah, yeah, yeah. dude yeah, yeah. And, big, but yeah. super funny i lost to him at the rooster t feathers competition in oh, 2014 i took second he took first and he like literally almost like practically he didn't steal it from me but he was the 12th spot in the comic 12 oh, okay. comics yeah, yeah. and i wouldn't say that i even though i knew i had the best set i just know how competitions are and i'm like I picked my top three, if it weren't me, if I'm not in there. And I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised because of likability and all the jerk-off factors. you're scary. Well, it's not just that. It's, more, it's more that I do jo- I Like my back kid joke. I yeah. do jokes that yeah. people might laugh at but then judge me for and be like, I don't like that. That's right. not right. Yeah, yeah kid, kid, kid's got leukemia. You know, yeah. something like that. Um, have you heard that? Man? No, I have it's haven't. It's, it's basically just the, uh, I was stuck in traffic the day they were filming The Bat Kid Begins. <laughs> uh-huh. and, uh, and I was like Make-A-Wish Foundation threw a parade for this five-year-old. Oh. And I, I didn't know about, I was like, it's a great event, you know, 100,000 people. But I was there. I didn't know shit. I was just stuck in traffic. <laughs> and when you're stuck in traffic, you yell things you don't really mean. Like, somebody better be dying up there. And it turned out somebody was. <laughs> of leukemia. So, and I go on and I go on to make a whole case that, uh, actually, I do an extended part of that bit that a guy got arrested for. Something similar for in Canada and prosecuted uh, over a joke. Because what I say is, like, okay, this kid, uh, I did, and this all came from like having an argument online with somebody. Yeah, I, uh, there, I was having an argument online with this dude who. Um, in case you didn't know, podcast JD's going to the bathroom right now. He's so excited. For the non He's so viewers. excited about this story for our listeners. Hey, hey, talk shit about JD. Well, he's pissed. Where do we begin? The, who, um, no, so the, I I got into this argument with this other comic, Nick Hoffman, online because okay. I was I was not into the Bat Kid phenomenon. I don't yeah. like anything when. That's the thing why I don't like viral shit. I don't like shit when it's popular. Yeah. Even if I want to like it, I don't. I have a a non a, a compulsive nonconformist streak in me where it's like, oh, everybody wants to go do that. Well, fuck that, you know. And that's <laughs> you are a born hipster. No, it's, no, not, no, hipster. it's not hipster. No, cause it's not hipster. Hipsters, hipsters is trendy.
4: Yeah. And not only trendy. that, hipsters, hipsters
3: cool. want to like make you feel less for like, oh yeah, I was into that, you know, before oh, it was true. cool yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. shit. Yeah. Those are the people that actually like. I, I, I don't. It's funny because it's like I know people who became hipsters or whatever. Those are like my skater friends back in the day because mm-hmm. they they were people. It's like I, like oh yeah, I want to skate. Well, no, you don't want to skate like that, dude. Like that kind of shit. Yeah. Like like. Well, hipsters also changed.
4: They they and they've changed they pu- considerably. Uh, yeah. yeah considerably. And yes. I'm
3: more I'm I'm a hater. I when they started calling like oh you're a hater I'm like. Yeah I am I do hate things Even when I like them I hate them I I don't I don't I I don't make any bones about it Um, But but also that's the thing Is I got over it I got into recovery And all that shit But um, So I got into this argument With this dude over it Because I was like Something about this Bat Kid shit It was coming out of nowhere No one knew the kid's name Mm. And I know Make a Wish Foundation; they do all kinds of good work,
4: yeah. But they never publicize it to that degree. And I'm like, there's something. There. I think it, I don't. I don't. Make a Wish like purposely publicize it, or did, it, was a it was marketing. Yeah, well, it was marketing. Was it? It, was it was all it was marketing.
3: It was all marketing. And there's a thing behind it. When there's money behind something because they had to license the Batman franchise right, license, right, like to yeah. use it, because it was on TV. They're, they're doing it all in public. There's a documentary about it. Right? There's a documentary yes. that they're filming, and they know they need the return investment on the documentary. That's true. So guess what? The, mm-hmm. and it was so funny because I got into this argument with Nick Hoffman over it and then he was the one this is why it's you know Facebook debates aren't always a bad thing when they can because even a guy who disagreed with me found me the article that pointed out that the kid had was in remission the entire time wow. <laughs> and that's when I'm like oh so he wasn't even really dying <laughs> like he's wow. it's he's in remission now <laughs> I've learned I've learned a lot he about sounds, he sounds angry about that No, I learned a lot I'll about, about be better. I've learned a lot about Make a Wish Foundation through this whole entire joke, because it's just a joke. I'm not sitting here like you know, saying you know terrible things about this kid or whatever. I'm more, I get more upset at the idea of manipulating the public. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what bothers me. Because Make a Wish is a great organization. What they're doing with that was like, oh, you're trying to like put this thing probably for fundraising purposes to get more sponsors, get what I don't know, but it's it's definitely for publicity. It would have been better if they said. This is a kid that's in recovery. He made his wish already, but we still want to grant him because he went through a hard time. I he think that would have been just as. They, but people don't. People you don't know, hear that. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. It's really just they need to. They need the hard yeah. sell. They had a great story. The kid's from like the Reading area. Um, I learned all about this kid and trashing him. So in it, the traffic that it yeah. caused. Him. Yeah. No. So I. So I. Yeah. See. So, my, so what said. happened? So that's the thing is when I, I said the kid was in remission the entire time. I, call me old fashioned. I feel the a deal's a deal. If the Make a Wish <laughs> Foundation's gonna drop a hundred thousand dollars. Staps San Francisco traffic for a day to grant the kid his dying wish. The kid should hold up his end of the bargain. That's, I said the deal becomes null and void if you're going to live. It defeats the whole purpose of the make-a-wish. Now, uh, <laughs> so it, yeah, bad. exactly. That's the fucked up part of it. Here's the thing. I wouldn't tell that joke if the kid died. I'm not I'm not an asshole. He's not a monster. I've, I've, I've told this joke for a long time. This joke's almost 10 years now. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, but the funny Do you thing, know if he's alive? Yo, yeah He's alive and cancer free rep- I've followed his whole life Because yep. I needed re- it To deal with anybody That would come up to me After a show I even had a drunk bitch At fucking uh, At Tommy T's mm. Who was with a table Full of dudes That I'm sure We're all gonna like Take turns ramming her later <laughs> And come up to me To try and guilt trip me Over her son Who was Make a wish kid And I'm like Is he alive And she said yeah And I'm like Then you should be Fucking happy And laughing at this joke Cause that's what it's about I wouldn't tell this joke If the kid died You're, you're an idiot yeah. And, and I, and then I joke when I tell that part to the audience, I'm like, my joke kept him alive. You can thank me. <laughs> and, and that's, but it's the point that, that then, uh, I, my point then later, um, this is some Dan Ellender West kind of pointed out okay. too at the time. Cause he had a back kid joke that pointed this, this out a little bit was that, uh, he's a five-year-old at the time. He's a teenager now. Mm-hmm. And now he realizes, wow, I peaked at five. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no more cocaine and hookers for the back. So, and it's like you know, and, and you know, you know, people are manipulative and be like, I feel my leukemia coming back, Dad. Let's get Make-A-Wish Foundation on the phone. You know? <laughs> Turn Oakland into Middle Earth. You know, be the <laughs> Hobbit this year. Yeah. So that's that's the joke of it all. But it's it's really the thing is there's a guy who did a joke similar premise, um, but he would say, I wish the kid would. Fuck Die already. That was his punchline. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. A little heartless in it. Like mine has heart to it. All right, I'm not. am not trying to wish death on a kid. Um, but he told that in Canada about some kid who was in the news over some condition, and he got uh, arrested. Uh, time served But he ended up Getting fined I think like $30,000 For saying for that? The, Bro. that For that joke Yeah And it was like It was in the news About it and stuff And then people Pointed in my direction Like hey, this is like Your Bat Kid joke I'm like Yeah but we got free speech here so. <laughs> Yeah so, wow. gonna, gonna be safe Jeez that was Horrible of him to say Yeah
0: Damn that, that, Okay 30, yeah.
3: Uh-huh. I think I watched The Bat Kid documentary Because it's on YouTube Mm-mm. Well, it might be, but it's also on like uh, HBO Max. Yeah. It's been on, yeah, a bunch yeah. on stuff. And that's
1: where I was watching stuff. that, and I, that's what I'm trying to think if your your thing was recommended. Oh because of that no that. shit yeah. that'd be too yeah. funny yeah. if that was that's what I'm saying like that's why I was like oh was, yeah I remember watching that thinking he's about to go viral uh,
3: yeah. no because it's a good bit like yeah you know? I love it it's one of my favorite bits it's also uh, people have Im- imitated it a couple times yeah. and I've had to talk to them uh, it was, it Anyone was local? Local? yeah no they were all local like then yeah. no, it's two people I got because I would get messages from comics being like hey this person's doing your Bat kid bit yeah. how do you handle that? I just messaged him and, and said hey someone gave me a heads up you might be doing a bit that's like my back backhead bit I'll be and your dreams. and I said and yeah, this is like uh, just don't look no, up that like, I'll have to tell them is like it's on it's on YouTube yeah, at time this, time. yeah so if your joke is from before that more power to you but and it's people that I knew or uh, one was a guy who was a random dude who used to live in town from somewhere else and um, he claimed that he had the joke but I didn't care and I never saw him again and then um, the other guy was a local comic that he as soon as I told him he was like oh my god like he knew that he thought he, he, thought, he thought it up himself and then he realized he heard it from me. I hear that happens a lot in comedy too yeah. It can. Yeah. Yeah, sort of like it'll come in by osmosis and the they integrate it into their set And then like Oh wait a minute That wasn't mine
4: Yeah
1: How many times Did you say that's happened to you?
3: I don't know if it has I have a good memory Just be- because that one's Such a popular bit Maybe that Not is. even that No it's not because of that I have a good memory So like when I If I really like something Or if something Like I don't I'm also very judgmental So there's a lot of comedy Even when it's good I'm like oh that's You know Hacky Hark-hacky. or low hanging fruit Or whatever And I'm not that judgmental Like about Like saying it's bad Because I think all comedy's hacky It's all Comedy is a hack It's part of, it's why you know ha- the hackiest comics do very well and That's That's yeah true. corday knows yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not because of
4: Corday. No, Corday's fucking
3: great. Yeah. Um, but no, he's seen it. He knows what I'm talking about. Yes, it's like, it. and I don't, and I don't hate on it too, because it's like some of them are my friends. Uh, you know, corny comics or some of my, some of my good friends. And I don't, I don't shit on them. I make fun of them to their face. That's but, what I
1: appreciate about you. Yeah, what I love about them you, too, yeah. you. You don't hold back on people
3: on social media. And you I do a little more than I oh, that's used true. to. Yeah, because I used true. to go guns blazing. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, remember I used to when days. I was still drinking and doing yeah. drugs. So I was like everybody's fair The wild game. Yeah. west days of yeah. Dave. so i had nothing to lose you know exactly that kind of thing
1: <laughs> I, I i've heard can you can share some stories that mm-hmm. i've heard i've heard of you trying to wrestle guys outside of bars back in the days
3: i didn't try to wrestle nobody uh, <laughs> yeah, you somebody did. tried to beat the shit out of me oh, um okay that was and not like on numerous occasions there was the two incidents that happened the f- the I the physical one. it was outside laracas no outside what? of the punchline outside of the punchline Maybe got. Maybe people have been moving around. Nobody's tried wow. to fight me outside the punchline that I know of. That you remember. Well,
1: I don't yeah. want to say his name, but
3: but no, say his name. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you were drunk and you yeah. wanted to wrestle Jesse. Jesse who? Fernandez? Yeah That's somebody else That was not me That was not you? No oh. I knew I knew that That was probably like Jesse Het. They both wrestle yeah. Okay Yeah not outside punchline that, no. I don't know who said it was me That no. was a long time ago I heard that No nah, Jesse Fernandez is a good friend of mine <laughs> yeah, <I> was, <laughs> That's what I was, I'm saying Yeah like, I would, And I also know that I knew that him and Jesse wrestler, Hett you know Yeah they, they yeah. both wrestled in school <laughs> I wouldn't Yeah not only that I, I love his comedy So yeah, he was never something. Guy, yeah. The only people that I had Physically see There's rumors That's you why I want to clear You never know You Yeah that's funny that that would be the case. I'm like, wow, people give me that kind of credit. No, never. You, I, you, not only that, I respect the punchline too much. You beat the shit out of those guys. Nah, nah, I respect the punchline too much. I've only, the only two physical altercations I got into, and not saying that I've had other incidents, but they didn't result in physical violence, um, but uh, one was outside Laraca's, which is right next door to Cobb's. It's yeah. the bar yeah. they used to have an open mic there. And I was I was drinking that day. It was I think it was 2013, and um, I drank at at Amnesia first and had a weird manic set there. And then I was in a very resentful state. I think I just visited my cousin's grave uh, for the first time in a year, and I had this weird like kind of like fuck everything attitude that week, and. Um, so I went there and I met a homeless dude outside whose name was Focus. <laughs> he was, and I, I I remember him. He was a very he was very uh, he was a very crisp spoken man. Um, he was he was, a, he was a he was a middle aged black dude, very cool. Like I was like surprised he lived on the streets considering because mm. he was just very well spoken and just a cool dude. And so I talked to him beforehand, or whatever. And then as the night wore on, I was drinking more and I got into all of these different like. I was literally uh, uh, Trying to piss people off On a, like There's a comic uh, At the time Darius Monday He used to live around yeah, here You yeah, Remember yeah. Darius Yeah yeah He's a little homie dude He Li- homie Yeah okay And I was trying Darius was a dude Who you know He would always get mad at me For no reason and <laughs> On this particular day I'm like well you're gonna get mad at me anyway Might as well piss him off <laughs> So we're talking shit to each other And I was like Darius I said this to Darius And I said this to another comedian That got another that I, got. I said Darius If I were you I would just quit comedy And focus on being a good dad <laughs> And I've said that to to people before, oh. and 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 I said it to people that I meant it too yeah, at dude. the time, because um, I think comedy is like unless you're, folk unless you got like your priorities straight, like putting comedy ahead of like being a good family man is I don't think is a good idea. Yeah. Um, and so he then, it was <laughs> the funniest part, he slapped me, gave me an open hand slap. And I said, Darius, give me your hand. And I took his hand, I put it on my heart, and I said, my heart's not even beating fast. <laughs> and, and, like, and people were watching this shit and were laughing. And like, I was literally like, I was in a weird, I want to say I was feeling like a wrestler trying to live up to a persona that yeah. people kind of amplified. Because, again, when I came from music, I knew a lot of maniacs in music. That I was just a smart-ass, you know, suburb kid, too When I came into comedy, I was like, oh, people are trying to make me out to be, like, one of the fucking nightmares that I know from music Well, might as well play with it a bit So I was fucking around with it So that was that incident, and then also Focus later I'm pissing people off to the point where the bar, like, I knew the bartender, and he was a cool dude He wasn't there that night, that's right um, cuz I used to do coke with him but uh this other guy was there and they he was he was getting worried about me and so they wouldn't let me in the bar they were saying wow. I was banned from the bar and the guy who was stopping him or stopping me was focus and I'm like focus you don't work here like, why, are you, why do you care if I go in the bar? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm like, why are you being some Uncle Tom for the goddamn bar? That's where Focus oh, stayed. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. called him an Uncle Tom. Oh, yeah, nah, and Focus no. got supremely pissed off. Jeez. And he's an older man. He's yeah. very – and could easily beat the shit out of me. I was like, me minus 30 pounds because I'm wiry and and just whatever. And a wise-ass. Big head still. <laughs> um, and he uh, – so then he's like ready to whoop my ass. And that's when all – like literally – Open micers who I was not friends with, like Chris Riggins was there, like all these people, uh, they all like kind of converged to keep focus away from me, and I'm still talking shit. <laughs> I was like, what? You wanna come? Yeah, just let him fucking beat the shit out of me. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm talking mad shit. And the funniest part is that focus is now like trying to <laughs> shoving shoving open micers left and right. And I'm just like, this is awesome. Like, watching, watching focus just try just knocking these open micers to the side, trying to get to me. And Uh, they managed to to separate us and get us walking in different directions. Here's the funny part that no one else knew from that night. Um, I knew that focus was going in the direction of my car and I was going in the opposite direction and I was going to have to go back in that direction to get to my car. So I might run into focus and I'm drunk still. So um, I walked around, I got to my car, I got in the car and as I'm about to drive up, I see focus and this is like just a block away and this is literally the thought that crossed my head. I was, and I'm not proud of this. I was sitting there like, I could hit this motherfucker with my car, and and no one will, no one will care. No one's gonna, no one, you know, they'll deal with it. And I'm like, I could get away with it. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. And so I pulled over and I, I rolled down the window and say, Hey, Focus, you got anywhere you need to go? I'll give you a ride. I'm sorry about what happened back there. Aww. And Focus literally, he like he had this look on his face like motherfucker. And he got in the car and, and I gave him a ride to the Tenderloin and we had a great talk. Uh, uh, I, I still remember the conversation because this is the very, this is the year that I gave up drugs and alcohol. Um, this was, these were some of the incidents that led up to that point. And, and his name was Focus. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I still remember it. Cause then now it's like, once I got in recovery, I don't re- Those are one of the incidents that led me to it to keep my focus. And, and I'm grateful for that. And at the end, when I dropped him off after our conversation, he said, Dave, I love you, man. I hope you take care of yourself whatever. I said, I love you, too, Focus. And that was, those were the last words. And comedy isn't interested in that. They're interested that, you know, now I got some story about wrestling a comic that I'm friends with outside the punchline. Um, uh, so that was that incident. And then the other incident was outside the quarter note in Sunnyvale where I was heckling a comic who was bl- being really rude to the room. And um, I was heckling him on purpose. After I was drunk, I was pissed off that I wasn't bumped up in the lineup because I was part of the comics that did well in that room to keep the mic going. And uh, and the guy kind of was—he was just a jackass who ran it. And um, so I was heckling this comic. He's not around anymore. Named Mike Montgomery. He was a very funny comic. But I was yelling at him, "You're surfing against the wind." Like kind of like the principle (laughs) of what he's what he was doing was wrong. I'm like, "You dude, you're trying to like, what are you doing? You're a funny dude. You shouldn't be, you know, trying to piss off this room." Them. They're actually pretty cool people. And um, so I'm heckling him. He then gets off stage, gets mad at me. And then the other person who gets mad at me is El Boogie, Lawrence Braggs, yeah, who yeah, everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. They were both they were talking earlier because they both, they're both Marines. And so then after, I'm antagonizing Mike as he's like, what's your fucking problem? I'm like, what? What's your problem? You're the one being shitty to the room or whatever. El Boogie gets in there. And he starts getting my... I'm like, what are you fucking defending your girlfriend for? What, just because you're in the military and all that? Like, whatever, I'm talking that shit. And I, said, and I said the same line to him that I said to Darius Monday. I was like, if I were you, I'd just f- quit comedy, focus on being a good dad. He then shoved me. <laughs> he, he shoved me pretty hard, and I just spun around, and I landed right on my wrist, and I broke my... Is it this wrist? No, it's this wrist. I landed on this wrist, and I broke it, and... Uh, it's, and I knew I I knew something was bad And uh, I just got up And then I I knew everybody knew I was drunk So I was like I'm going to make everybody Think that I drunk, drove off But I just Got in my car And drove around the corner And parked And fell passed out in my car <laughs> uh, And yeah it, So that was that That was that happened So And El Boogie and I You know I apologize to him later And we, we're cool I mean as cool as we can be These days I,
1: I'm like Okay Well obviously you see We're all just quiet what, Like what well, Then what
3: happened Yeah <laughs> no, great story They're tell- very pathetic stories right. but no, but no. Great, no, This man. is great they're You know
1: Storytelling What I wanted to ask is Did you ever see Focus again
3: no i have i don't if i even if I saw him I wouldn't recognize him because i was it was I was pretty hammered i don't know wow. what he would look like
1: that was an angel. <laughs> he, no, no, that's an angel. that's yeah. exactly
3: how I see him because yeah. I, I again there was that's what you started your that recovery. week that it wasn't just that week later that week I had another incident um where I ran into my cousin's uh uh like widowed fiance uh at a bar in Alameda i mean we're it's a small area and all that, but I didn't expect to see her there. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it, there was a lot of shit that led up to it. Cause my cousin was somebody who, uh, he was one of my best friends grow, like not really best friend I mean, he's one of my favorite family members that i had growing up closest thing is like a brother. He got into drugs a lot, selling drugs and all that stuff. He's, was, he was well known in the Oakland community. Uh, he had a rap label that really wasn't much of a label. It was just a, a you know, trying to sell weed through and shit. Um, and uh and he died at 33 from an undiagnosed heart condition in his sleep and it was it sucked because we had a fallen out and we were just gonna see each other again at his wedding and um and he died the february before may that he was gonna get married and uh funny thing about his funeral though is i told my mom because she she came with me to the funeral it was in oakland i said mom this is gonna be the first funeral you're ever gonna be at where you're going to smell weed in the church. So just be prepared. And <laughs> and shit you not. I mean, it was a, it was a jam-packed church. Uh, there was more people there than the church could fill. And the service didn't even start. And I already smelled a great blunt rap. <laughs> somebody was smoking. I'm
4: like, who the fuck is token up in this church? So, yeah. yeah. Um, how do you go about... You said you're in recovery. Yeah. How do you go about performing... And, and being in that environment Of like comics That are always fucked up Like getting high on. No i was kidding <laughs> 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 No I uh, No it's, it's uh, If you work
3: 12 st- Like I didn't ever think
4: I'd be doing it myself Cause um, I'm currently in We're you're, recovering You're recovery. how long? Yeah. I just hit my 100 day mark Fuck yeah Give this guy a round of applause or That is no, That's beautiful yeah. man Congratulations Thank you Yeah so I have a sponsor too And everything I'm Hell yeah my We did a whole we're, episode I'm We did whole a whole episode, episode. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get your number episode, episode, Yeah yeah, that's, yeah that's uh, And he's
1: in music
3: then you're in yeah, music. I'm so in a band. Here's the thing, and this is this is what I suggest to anybody, and like I did everything they suggested. 90 meetings, in 90 days, got a sponsor, mm-hmm. work my steps, be of service. Those are four things that I do consistently. Repeat that again. It's uh, uh, every it, for everybody who wants recovery to work for you. You go to meetings regularly. I, in the in the early stage, you go to 90 meetings in 90 days. After you get your legs and you start feeling good, you just need to go meetings. You know, a, a meeting or two, or however many you need. Some some mm-hmm. need it every day, um, but go to meetings that that, uh, so that you have that every week you it. You know, I go to at least a meeting a week and, um, sometimes more, sometimes rarely less, but, um, so you go to meetings every week or regularly, you have a sponsor, uh, you work your steps with that sponsor and apply those principles in your day to day life. That's, it's not just working steps because the step work is there with your sponsor, but the things that you learn, that you hear that you apply them day to day because right. like I learned that at a job in San Francisco because uh, every time I was, I was working at this new job I would feel my yeah. impulses to want to do my self will want to like oh, fuck this they're taking breaks they're doing whatever yeah. and then I would be like stop Normally, you always want to, like, just say, fuck it and go on, like, whatever. Hey, how about you just do, like, go clean this. Go do something. Worry about yourself. Yeah. Worry, not just about myself, but, like, do something that I'm I'm working here, right? Right, I'm supposed to do... Be of service. That's where, the, and then the fourth part of that is uh, have always have a service commitment. So mm-hmm. that means you know whether you're secretary a meeting, even a coffee greeter, or a coffee maker, or a greeter. Um, right now, like my service commitment is I find speakers for one of my online Zoom meetings okay. that i um, That's my home group. But um, but if you do those four things regularly, the thing is you're gonna have life's gonna show up. You're gonna have problems, but. What uh, I like, Life. what my life's gonna show up. That's a good. That's one. what we. No, that's no, what say. Life oh, shows up, oh. man. And that the, the the key to recovery is you do those four things. It's like training. Uh, The best analogy I've had was after I just watched uh, the last season of Cobra Kai. I'm like, recovery is just like what Ralph Macchio is doing because he's like sitting there sanding the floor, painting the house, painting the fence. He's like, why the fuck you got me doing all these chores? And then he's like, here, stand here. And he's like, show me sand a floor. And he's like doing it. And then he goes, "Ah!" you know, he starts showing it in action. That's what recovery is. You're training yourself. To, right. to get all these principles and get all these tools so that when bad shit happens, or even good shit happens, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, okay, cool. I need to go do this now. I need to, you know, where I would normally go right and, and go and have a drink, or go and get high, I need to go left. I need mm-hmm. to, you know, I, you start learning where to put yourself in better headspace. But, yeah. uh, like, for instance, so I do comedy. It's a job. I've always looked at it. I The whole reason I got into comedy was to make it a job. I don't do it because I think there's nobility in it. I don't do it because it's, it's some passion. Like, my passion was music, and I've gotten that out of my system. Um, I love doing stand-up because it's the only job I've ever had where I've been rewarded for being the jackass that I am. <laughs> and I, every other job has always tried to change me. Every job mm-hmm. I've had, for even working in video games. I, work, I tested video games for 14 years, and I fucking hate all of the people that worked in video games because mm-hmm. it is like that's, crazy. that's someone's dream job they're more like yeah. the people in office space even Eric Newton is one of those motherfuckers <laughs> that's, that's why Eric Newton has uh, I love the man yeah. have no respect for him though on a professional <laughs> level especially the fact that he became a comedian because he was my drummer in a comedic band Yeah. and the whole reason I went into comedy was to promote the band and then he quit the band because he didn't like all of the bottom level open mic comedy that we were dealing with at these gigs his, uh, his episode was with us was yeah. called Comedians Are Terrible People. That's, that's his line that he said to me. He says, but you're funny, Dave. I'm like, oh, thanks, Eric. You're quitting the fucking band. And we still, I still had to drop his ass off at home after he told me that shit. That was after I took a piss in Oakland. And um, like we stopped after a gig. It was a terrible gig and we pulled off and I took a piss and I came in and he was like, he got out of the car to tell me this shit. He goes, uh, Dave, man, hey, I'm quitting the band. I'm like, he goes, uh, comedians are horrible people, but you're funny though. And I'm like Fuck You wanna walk home Like fuck I was so mad And um yeah, and then we even like we were gonna reform a year later and do. We had a gig booked, and he didn't show up to the gig. Wow! Yeah, I was fucking let down like a motherfucker. So I was really mad at him until I got in recovery. One of the first people I saw in my first week of recovery was his older brother. He has a brother that's like ten years older, uh, named Sean. And he uh, and I'm not breaking anonymity saying his name. He's pretty public about his recovery. He um, he was in a meeting on my seventh day that I went to, and I thought he looked familiar. I saw Sean, uh, one of his last years, uh, when he was still drinking and getting high, he got drunk at a party that Eric went to in Newark, and, um, and I barely knew Eric at the time, but uh, I heard about this dude that was shit-faced who fell on his head, he like, was drinking a bunch of vodka, fell on his head and hurt himself, and then he bounced, and, and Eric's mom was at the party looking for them. So oh, yeah And everybody was lying Saying that he wasn't there That yeah. he didn't come by And shit So we all had to lie for Eric And uh, But yeah So it was, that was that And then uh, So yeah So when after Eric quit the band And then he started Getting into comedy Which was like 2015 I want to say I saw that he was Going to open mics He was posting about it And I'm like You fucking asshole like, I was, <laughs> I, We were cool by that We were cool then And he's yeah. funny he No he wasn't bad. funny at first oh, He's okay. always been a funny dude yeah. Don't get me wrong He's yeah. always been a funny yeah. dude and, if the, and I knew he would get it yeah. But I had so much fun watching him be terrible at comedy for <laughs> like he was he was not good yeah. up until the pandemic and uh, something about when the pandemic hit and just before that you want to know why again he quit drugs and alcohol. He actually evaluated because he was he was doing a lot of open mics and partying with these people and and he you was kind of yeah that's yeah well
4: that's and why I knew he was sober too okay.
3: yeah and he yeah. was starting to go in these circles and and he has he has his brothers in recovery he's seen the effects of his dad mm-hmm. I think died of um, died young uh, they have a lot of history of disease in their family. Um, but like certain just health issues and he's aware of it. And that's what he was, he just posted about that. And, and I'm really happy for Eric today. Cause yeah. he, he's always been a cool dude. Like even though, even our differences, we were young dudes. I had a cocaine problem at the time too. He had a shitty girlfriend and, and so we, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good match. We, had, we made great music though. I still yeah. love the music that we made and he, um, he's a, he's a great drummer and, but he ended up, uh once I, again, like once he started getting to comedy, and I would see his sets, and I would just be like yeah that 's right bomb, motherfucker like, <laughs> and he was always super positive to me, so i I say that lovingly, no, yeah, but once he got it, like it was funny because I told him I said, you ever even when he was terrible, I said, if you want to set it like you know vinny 's bar and grill sorry i didn't i haven 't hit you up yet, <laughs> uh, but I was telling him i said hit me up i 've got shitty rooms not shitty rooms, but like rooms where yeah. comics that are newer can do can do their sets, and he never did." And then once I uh, he got a laugh out of me, or I started seeing that he was getting some bookings on some cool shows. So I'm like, I can book you now if you're like doing that. And I booked him, and he's yeah, he's had good sets. He he had a set that was tough at Branham Lounge. Uh, outside we did we did our show outdoors a couple oh, yeah, times yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, it was why they still had indoor still shows have, yeah. because <laughs> their their patrons there can be
4: fucking assholes Big and time. yeah and we you, went, you and, went and,
1: and, and you remember
4: what the uh, oh that bar yeah oh that was that was absolutely the worst comedy show I've it's ever one finished. of it can <laughs> be yeah. I love
1: I love the producers yeah but, but, but no the, it's the the, crowd the, the, the patrons horrible.
4: can be terrible right. and yeah. so we were running well oh, sorry to interrupt but they were all saying like oh yeah the show was good blah, blah blah and I was like you guys weren't even paying attention that's you guys how are, they are there you guys are times. fucking talking over everybody that know? was weird people that were talking
1: yeah. the whole time to each yeah. other hey you, you were guys were calling like, the sometimes they
3: aren't even that friendly <laughs> I mean sometimes they'll be that rude and, and be like yeah you guys suck you know just shit like that and there was one comic that wasn't yeah, no, believe me, there's Yeah, it's so we ended up we ended up being um we ended up doing the show outside, right? And and we were and it was the first one I did outside actually. And Eric was in the lineup and We had a good crowd there in the outdoor patio. And then Eric's doing his joke about... That makes fun of Raiders fans. Yeah. Totally makes fun of Raiders fans. And one of the things he does in the setup to it is imitate them yelling, going, Raiders! And these fucking... These four swollen homies, you know, with all their fucking, <laughs> you know, just, they all look like they've been stung by bees, all, <laughs> all walk up with their neck tattoos and shit, and their 49ers gear, and they hear him say that, and they're like, Niners, and start like antagonizing oh, wow. him as if he's a Raiders fan, and I'm like, and, and so, not even paying attention, no, and and yeah, they, were, they were just being everything that we go outside for, they were doing everything, showing that audience why we were outside. And so then they and Eric didn't even he did not address them at all. This is why I'm sober. He just <laughs> went, and th- went into it. He just kept going into his bits, and he he managed to get through it as awkward as it was. And he didn't even he you know I could no, tell God, he was but- I could tell he was nervous about it, but he didn't he didn't waver from his act. He did his act and uh, and then right afterwards i said you see why we're outside right now <laughs> like and everybody laughed at that shit and i said this this is an odd, this is the reason why we're out here they were 49ers fans who were too stupid to see that he was making fun of raiders fans yeah. like they don't even like they wouldn't even pay attention to it right. so that's that's right. why and then the guy now says we have to be indoors anyway the, the manager the manager said he'll talk to anybody it's being rude during our show so Huh. Yeah,
1: it's a good it's a good spot. For it a can start. be. It's a it can be.
3: Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I'm grateful yeah. I'm not there tonight. Yeah, so. no, <laughs> like the vibe of the bar is yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah, it can a, be. Yeah, cool. it's a nice bar. They used to run an open mic there years ago. Uh, I did yeah, shrooms did. performing there once, and it was a terrible experience. But yeah.
4: What does is,
3: what is, uh, a, a sponsor do? Oh, a sponsor a sponsor guides you as a sponsor for recovery. Anybody who's what he meant. Uh, in recovery, you have you, what your goal is to find somebody who has knowledge of the 12 step process, and you ask them to. They're like, uh, you know, like Padwan and, and, you know, uh, yep. what do you call it in, in Are the you a Jedi sponsor? circle. I have been, and this is something funny. All of my sponsees have uh, relapsed, disappeared, and. And one even died oh, and funny. when I told that to somebody see I love how you're laughing I'm glad you guys are laughing because one of my friends one of my friends Sean uh, I'm good friends with the guy you unrelated
1: to, to drugs you're my right friend Sean Senha
3: no he died from an overdose okay. uh, not during the time I sponsored him okay. here's the okay. thing okay. Right. this is what I'm saying <laughs> this has nothing to do with me as a sponsor I to say this on your because recipe? this is this was, <laughs> no I know because this is exactly what my friend this is what was so funny my buddy Sean's like do you sponsor anybody he goes yeah yeah I have I said unfortunately they've all like disappeared relapsed uh one I even heard died like a year ago and he goes, Jesus, man, try not to sponsor anybody else.
2: <laughs>
3: I just started dying laughing, man. And, but the just thing one is, of those things. <laughs> it, you get into recovery long enough and this is the thing, man. I, I, I never, when people ask me to be their sponsor, I have no problem saying it. of course. Here's the thing, though. I cannot... Uh, I'm not responsible for that person's right. ability to manage their recovery because the recovery starts with you as you mm-hmm. as you're figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, you can't, you can only bring a horse to water, man. And yeah. unfortunately I get these people that like, I've had one guy get up to step two and he did, he did pretty cool. Yeah. And, but then he, unfortunately he has a lust for the ladies and was kept getting in relationships in his first year and it kept sending him back out. And it's, yeah. it's not easy. That's
1: yeah. crazy how much a, uh, like that, Pulls people back into drug a heartbreak. She well, it's because well, I mean, there's thing. people that
3: there's people that fucking recovery, man. Like in their yeah, they, 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 you're because they're not supposed they're, to. It's not that you're not supposed right. to.
4: It's that you, we're it's trying, recommended. To it's not recommended no relationship no relationships for the first year. They
3: don't say no sex. I mean, it's like you, whatever. But here's the thing: everybody in recovery suffers from. Obsessive compulsive right. issues. Right. That's the disease. It manifests itself in other areas. Once you remove drugs and alcohol, so naturally you're going to be like trying to hook up in, because the, they're in rehab, eating hella sweets. I've seen the you guys sweets, that. there's, it's food, no, food it's gambling, like they, you get into whatever else. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. it's why a lot of comics are addicts, man. Yeah. They're, they because it's an obsessive yeah. repetitive kind of thing. And, and, and why also, you know, I don't know why, you know, sex is also intertwined in that too. Right, right. Um, it's like a celebratory I'm, thing. It, it can be, and I'm lucky. I'm lucky that like a lot of my my relationship issues have always been reluctant. So like, as far as like I've been, i, I like women are such you know uh, not. I love women. Unfortunately though, my luck in relationships has always been terrible. So I have a very good bad attitude towards it. So it's like, I'm like yeah, it's. A, I'm not gonna bother, and I'm I I don't. You can meet a beautiful woman as soon as I find out she's in recovery. That's my first concern more than trying to, like, do it. Same thing with comedy. As soon as yeah. I see a woman that – I might be attracted to a woman. As soon as I see her do comedy, I'm like, all right, there goes that boner. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I do not – because I'm, I'm yeah, not – I, 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 I do, and I, I also – I love women comics, I think yeah. they're, and I think they're hilarious. I just – there's something about – uh, a regular person I find more attractive sure. as and balance. also I, it I, re- balance. I require a level of privacy in my life for that's sure. what I've learned and um, I like having not not having everything to be a joke or be put on front for sure. street for humor's sake as you, so. you, I don't
1: know if you saw we just got the light it's the hour mark
3: oh right on cool
1: um I, I'm kind of glad that you brought that up because mm-hmm. like, you know, we, it's crazy. I mean, I can say it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we, we had our voice party meeting, which you weren't there for, but, yeah. mm-hmm. and, um, that was like the last time we saw him before he we went to recovery. Oh wrong. It was like 2 PM on a Tuesday. We're going to meet mm-hmm. up for pizza. Cause we made money off Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Nice. And, Congratulations. And homie showed up yes. hammered at 2 PM. Oh, wow. Oh, hey man, that's sad. But yeah, uh, believe me that for an addict and an alcoholic, it's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Ran <laughs> standard no, operating I mean, procedure. It, it was, and yeah. it was freezing with no and, jacket. They were like, what the hell are and you doing? you Saw him hours before that. and Asked him specifically, please don't.
4: <laughs> oh, you asked? Uh, yeah. yeah. So it was one of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was a. Uh, <coughs> the second you had a free second, which I had too much of, yeah. was yeah. oh, there's a liquor store right there. I could just have one. Yeah, it's, that's that's uh, me. Just yeah, have same have, thing, man. I mean, just one more. Just one more. I can tie it off. I yeah. tie it off and then yeah. Next thing you know, I'm picking
3: a fight with a comic in the back room for fun, who's like twice my size. and and, the, and th- the thing that
1: was scary What yeah. is too many A like, thousand
3: Never enough Never enough The thing that was scary
1: Is like His band's starting to get You know It's starting to pick up mm-hmm. And it's like I've seen this shit so many times Where someone that's talented
3: mm-hmm. Yeah yeah. Here's the thing sad, 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 recovery sad, sad. is your is your, recovery is like a space suit, is what my friend told me It's like you do work a strong level of recovery you feel like you have this like kind of suit that allows you to go into space and you're gonna be you're gonna be around this shit here's the thing. you ever feel yourself getting in uncomfortable areas you have the tool you call people. You know, it's always right. good to bring a sober buddy. Uh, right. Don't go into anything alone. If you know you're going to go into right. certain territory, if you have business someplace, that's business. As soon as business right. is done, don't be lingering around too much around the elements right. and all that. I had one one time in my entire uh, going on nine years uh, in recovery. Congrats. I've had, I've had, Congrats. thanks. I, I've had uh, one. Moment where a substance was in my system It was at the four year mark And I was at the point where I was kind of like uh, Curious, I'm like, I wonder what would happen If I had a drug or alcohol In my system, I wonder how I'd react to it Well, be careful what you wish for Because um, after a show, I, we went to a bar Next door waiting for a ride And I loved me some sugar free Red Bulls Same. Right? Same. So we all love the energy Drinks and my friend, uh, comic I'll name her, Brooke, Brooke Heineken uh, Good friend <laughs> of mine, we laugh about This to this day, um, she she knew i i love sugar free red bulls so she went and grabbed me a uh, sugar free red bull red bull from the bar now it came back i had the can with some in it and a glass filled with ice and the red bull with a straw in it and uh and i was remember thinking like ah oh, it's a lot of red bull in the can for the you know but whatever it's a lot of ice in the in the cup or the glass mm-hmm. so i start drinking it and it just tastes like, you know, terrible sugar-free Red Bull. And um, I'm telling some story, and then in the middle of the story, I just remember thinking, like, man, I feel real good. This is a good night, man. This is, you know, good friends, telling you know, having fun telling the story. Just, like, had this nice feeling. Took the, the next sip, and that was the first time I tasted it. I was like, oh, fuck, there's vodka in this thing. Like, it was because whoever made it poured the Red Bull and poured the vodka on top. Mm -hmm. So the vodka was still seeping into the bottom and I'm Mm -hmm. drinking from the straw that's at the bottom of the glass. So I didn't taste it at first. But once I got to the like I was like about a third into it, I could taste the vodka. And I was like, I had alcohol in my system. That's why I feel so fucking good right now. I'm like, I knew it had to be bullshit. And uh, and I, I, asked, I was I turned, just happy. I know. I turned to Brooke. I turned to Brooke. I said, D- Did you see them put alcohol in this? And she goes, She got scared shitless. She was like, Oh my god, uh, is there is there? Alcohol? I'm like, Don't worry. If there is, I'm pretty. I think. I said, I'm pretty sure there is. Uh, I said, they, they made you a vodka Red Bull. And she thought she, my recovery was over. She thought I, right. that she fucked it up and that it was a relapse. A I said, off. no. I said, a relapse no. would be like if I finished this fucking drink. drink. Knowing. Knowing that, it's, that there's alcohol in there. I said, no, I'm not finishing the drink. I just, you know. And she asked the bartender, and she said, yeah, she made a vodka Red Bull. So what I learned, I don't get drinks. That I don't see prepared for. I don't get prepared for. I'd like a right. can by itself or whatever. I got to be more diligent in those moments. And I think that's just a rule for anyone, really. Like, totally. Sure oh no, yeah, exactly. 100%. But I, I but you know, especially you can't, can't even trust. Yeah, yeah, you, you should. I, I entrusted it to somebody. It wasn't her fault either. No, no. It was it nobody's fault. It was a, It was totally an accident. And that what was funny, though, is that I I talked about it the next morning because I've I've already heard shares at this point when people accidentally ate cookies that had weed in them Uh and other incidents. And it's a freebie, as some of them say. And we don't react. I, I was my first response was, holy shit, I got it in my system and I don't want it. I was like I felt better than ever about my recovery in that moment. I'm like, wow, I got the what if and I realized I don't want it anymore. This yeah. is a great fucking feeling. Now, the rest yeah. of the weekend, I was torturing Brooke, texting her like, Okay, I'm on day two of my of my <laughs> bender. The, the, I got I got an eight ball and some hookers in here. I'm gonna need a ride later to the punchline. line and I totally fuck she go, Fuck you, Dave I'm like she kept she text me back and then uh, Sunday I get home and there is a case of sugar-free Red Bull that she ordered for me as an apology, and I was like, fuck, I can't fuck with her about it anymore. Damn. So, Man, yeah. That. so yeah, just keep, all you do again, just keep doing those regular things. Do, yeah. Keep your recovery first, everything else figures itself yes, out, through, even through the hard times. Yeah. I, I,
1: I'm glad because what you kind of mentioned to me about, you know, you're going to be going to these places and like playing shows where they're mm-hmm. going to have beer, this is the perfect example that it's possible. Exactly. Yeah, I've totally. seen this guy at all exactly. these shows. I'm not the only
3: one either. Yeah. Like you, t- if any, again, bring bring sober friends to your shows. If you yeah. if you're yeah. if that's a concern, yeah. bring hit, hit people, hit people up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Hit people up and and talk to your sponsor. See what they say. Get suggestions yeah. and all that shit. But. Fact is, once you start getting all this, I mean, I, it's great. It's great to hear it. I can kind of see it. I yeah. can see that it, it, the, the cool thing about it is you start developing a sense of faith that you never had before. Uh, yeah. And I and once that. you start doing that, you're gonna because you're gonna like I've already experienced being in recovery long enough to where like human shit came in recovery. These are not these are all the in- inmates run the asylum. All right. And so I've had to deal and navigate with all that. And my recovery meant so much more to me. It wasn't worth like sitting here and judging the whole program. Because because some guy that I looked up to was a fucking dipshit, right. and, and I moved on. Like, even my own sponsor. I had a sponsor for six years He was a great sponsor, and then he really disappointed me when I just needed help at one point, and I was like, wow, this is this is a big deal, because this is like a principal matter, and right. I'm like, I think I need to change sponsors now, not because of judging him. We're, I'm cool with him. I see him. I give him a hug and tell him I love him, but he it was just it was really strange to have that fundamental difference right. and i and i navigate that and and figured that out and uh and i got a sponsor today who's like he's actually one of my friends who's i say he's still my de facto sponsor like interim like i don't know if, right. if i haven't found like somebody whose recovery speaks to me and like and i love his recovery so nice. so he's good yeah. Nice. You're one of my favorite people in the comedy scene. Oh, thank you, man. You are, too. You More know. than Corday. <laughs> no, okay. I always love being better than somebody no, else. Exactly. So. No, hey, thank before you.
1: we go, uh, well, first of all, I appreciate you coming out.
3: Uh, thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here because we'll, I was we'll, really we'll, scared you guys we'll, forgot. We'll have
1: you, <laughs> we'll have you back, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is uh, if you want any of our listeners to contact you or or where they can uh, I don't
3: want you to contact me Uh, (laughs) you can follow follow me Um, um, we will contact you that's a great episode I'm at mean underscore Dave on Instagram Uh, if you look up mean Dave you'll find me Uh, uh, I'm at on Twitter which everybody ignores me on it's uh, at mean Dave time I have a TikTok that I occasionally make a video on it's (laughs) mean Dave 225 but um, and I have a YouTube channel Um, if you just look up mean Dave comedian you'll find the channel but it's a YouTube dot com slash the T-H-E-E, explainer. And if you have heard me talk today, you know why I'm called the Explainer. So
1: now that I've been trying to book you for three months, yeah. I wanna ask you right now Yeah, yeah. I'll do a Halloween show. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah, so that it gives you enough time to not. Fuck not yeah, fuck yeah. It. yeah, yeah. We're, so, we're Oh, on. sorry, I booked that day. We're on. Yeah, yeah we're on for Halloween. Okay, sounds good. Right. And
3: I'll have you on at Concord before that. You don't so. have to. Just no, I, I do, I'm going just, to. Sorry. Yes, I do have okay, to. Okay, all right. I had no idea. Nobody. Once you see the, actually the stage now because they built a new stage room. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, you and you and uh, and, uh, and Gaspar. Mm-hmm. I was. I kept almost calling you Gustavo. Uh, <laughs> uh, you and Gaspar should come out. and But no, they got a whole new stage room. It looks great. Same Vinny's apathy, though. Like, I no, mean, <laughs> nah, actually, no, we get, we've we been getting regular crowds there now. It makes the show more fun. And, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's been a good time. Well, anyone else got any? Oh, here, regular books. shows. Yeah. Also, if you're in the South Bay, uh, every... Fourth and every second and fourth Monday, go to Lily's ba- Lily Max Lily restaurant Max. in Sunnyvale. Every first and third Thursday and fifth, if there's a fifth, go to Murphy's Law Bar in Sunnyvale. Every third Sunday, go to Branham Lounge in San Jose. That's where that's tonight. Um, I won't be there tonight, but uh, but yeah, go there. And every third Monday, go to Vinny's Bar and Grill in Concord. So cool. you'll see some great fun shows there. Just want to give props to uh, Mean Dave. We started out like around the
0: same time, I was before you. Okay. okay. Well, I, so. I, I met you around the same time When yeah. you started doing shit yeah. uh, And then I remember the the, the, same the dopest part I remember I went away to school and was two thought, years matter yeah. no, I'm I remember I went away to school uh, Went away to college in Santa Barbara And then I came back And then there was a student coming and I'm like yeah And then um, Dave got passed at the SF Punchline at that point yeah. And then I remember I saw him go up And he uh, closed out the Sunday showcase at SF Punchline Which is a big thing to first off get passed And to be able to work your way up to uh, closing it out And I was like hell fucking yeah Man, man, Dave has been working explaining. I was like super proud in that moment. I was super yeah. happy for you. Thanks. You was like he was being it's been a been all downhill from there, man. <laughs> he was like uh, he was like he, was was like, he says that, but man. that's yeah. bullshit. No, I know it was funny because he was like he's like oh yeah you didn't think I could fucking close out? I was like nah dude I'm all excited. He I just like, went
3: last. Yeah. no that, that the fact was it's like if Mark Smalls were there he would have been closing. Nah, out. fuck that man. No. <laughs> you <laughs> went last man. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm, it was I appreciate that man. One of
1: the most I would say underrated comics heavy. and I
3: like that yeah. cuz
1: like you know I see him go at these shows with these big names yeah. and, and he's on par with the funny yeah. man yeah so I I love seeing that you know I'm grateful
3: the, the, the stuff my dad taught me my dad's he was uh, he was an alcoholic uh, uh, okay. bankrupt uh, businessman went to you know whatever, and he built himself back up and he owns his own insurance uh, administrating company he 's a very wealthy man in his own right uh, and he 's just he 's a very cool dude and he, we didn 't get along when I grew up we get along very well today and one of the things I, always, I think we share in common is we just like we like it, it, even though it kills us sometimes, because we have egos. But we would rather be underestimated than be overrated. We would rather kind of feel like we see things that other people don't see and keep it to ourselves or keep it to like you know our close ones, um, than than be out there and boisterous and showboaty and all that kind of shit. And even though he you know he does like driving nice cars, but um, and I don't drive at all. I, I ride the bus. But he uh, yeah, he, and so that's just something that we kind of have in common where. I think it's like I and it's not like I yeah, I got I'd love to be I I'm forty five now i don't you know i didn't get into i've gotten into comedy because those guys the guys i loved were like bobcat goldthwaite and and dennis miller and bill cosby before Mm -hmm. the rapes yeah um and but no comics that were like fucking weird and and just offbeat and it's like other guys that people don't know about today that i'm friends with them like alan Havy. he was a comic i grew up watching and i'm friends with him rich scheidner he was one um Uh, Rick Overton, like there's a lot of great comics that people kind of Forgot about right. and they still work and and Larry Bubbles Brown's one of my favorite people in the hell comedy yeah, world. Man. Love that guy and and he's hilarious. hilarious. and he's and he's local. He's approached You Cole should get Town him Hill. on this show if he'll do a fucking uh, podcast. What he do? I'll talk to him because he he does, do he rarely it. does podcasts. Please do. But uh, he's he's such a fucking curmudgeon. Hilarious. But he's yeah, he's so funny and 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 that's the thing is I got into it for weirdos, not for these. Nothing against them. I'm friends with some of them, but you know i didn't get into comedy to be cool i didn't get into comedy to be popular i didn't and it is a popularity contest but it's big time yeah i like i like i like being a fucking weirdo man i like you know all right yeah that's some like being sum, a freak
1: that sums up the whole conversation in this episode so Jeff, oh, again yeah. thank you for coming bro thank you so Thanks much for having
3: me guys that's thank you for the, work, for the meatloaf
1: and Whew. we're out uh, fuck i was about that.